Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and here we are more than halfway through July. If you're listening live, if you're listening to the replay, I would love for you to reach out and tell me where and when it is in your world. Is it 2023? Are you listening way in the future if I'm talking live now? And where are you in the world? I love connecting with all of you and thank you so much for being a part of this community. Today, I want to talk about something that came up in our Team Ruthless group last week. Such an important part of my life and my community. And um, if you don't know about Team Ruthless, check it out in the show notes. We are so much more than a support group. Uh, We're people from all over who have connected because of loss and grief. And we come together every week and every holiday to get through life together and to just deal with the ups and downs. And it's different than the other groups out there. Uh, And I know this because I have been in other groups. I know this because I lead groups and I know this from what my clients tell me. So last week we had someone new who has been looking and unable to find things, which I hear too, too often. And she was talking about what she's gone through after losing a child. And any loss is significant. Any loss is painful. Any loss is real and deserves to be acknowledged. Uh, I don't have children. My dogs, Sassy and Dallas, are my children. And, And I lost my dog, Harley, who... Sassy saved me from after that loss. And that was devastating. But the loss of a child is up there with the most difficult losses and traumas that someone can go through. And her work, her company gave her three days bereavement, right? That is what companies give, if anything. And she literally on the call said, three days bereavement. Woohoo. And I honestly wrote it down and decided to do this episode right then and there because that's how we feel. Three days bereavement, woohoo, right? Like as if that will do a damn thing. And I wanted to say much more than that. But in case we have younger people listening, I will filter my words. I very, very rarely do that. (laughs) And I was able to in that moment. (laughs) Consider that a win. I don't know how that just happened. Really, truly. Um, Three days. Three effing days. There's no amount of time that would be enough, right? There's not a certain amount of time that I can say, if you own a company and in this moment are listening and thinking, whoa, I need to do more. And I hope that someone is, I hope that more than one person is, but if you are in a position to make that change, there's not a certain number of days that is enough, but three days is absolutely not enough, right? Three days, three days isn't even enough to process it. Three days isn't enough after surgery. 
for the love of God. I was given more compassion after I had back surgery. We expect people to need more time after a car accident, quite honestly, three days bereavement, woohoo. And so as we were discussing how she took a little bit more time unpaid and her company was so gracious to give her more time and not fire her, but it wasn't paid. And how long can people survive without being paid unless you're in a very fortunate situation, unless you lose a spouse and are in a situation where you get life insurance and benefits, right? Unless you are in a very fortunate financial situation because no loss makes you feel like you're fortunate, right? No loss, dollar signs will make you feel like you have gained a thing. But not many people are in a situation to take a chunk of unpaid time. But she did use her Family Medical Leave Act, which many companies do offer, but it's unpaid. And when she returned, there were comments. There were expectations to make up missed work in a timely fashion. And here's the thing. Grieving is filled with sleepless nights. Maybe you make up for some of that here and there. Maybe there are people who get a lot of sleep to what it looks like um, to the outside world, but it's not restful. It is not REM sleep. It's tossing and turning and it's sleeping because you are in pain. You're avoiding life. It's sleeping because you have been through a trauma. So it is not waking up feeling exhilarated. It is not waking up feeling ready to tackle the day. It is waking up feeling as if you've gotten no rest. So returning to school, work, any type of situation where there are expectations to get things done in a timely fashion is unrealistic. And people might not understand that until they live it. And I have clients also, by the way, who have friends and family and others who have been through loss after loss, and they too have been through loss. I have a client who said loss is normal. I'm, I've, I'm used to it. I'm in the world of addiction. We see people die. We see people overdose. We see it, right? But then you lose someone who is the love of your life or someone who you didn't expect to lose where it hits home. And then loss becomes a different type of pain. Then it's not the loss you're used to seeing all the time, the loss you've grown up seeing, the loss you are used to. I hate to say that, but the loss that you have become accustomed to, the loss you are sensitized and have developed a tolerance to, just like people have developed, developed the tolerance to the drug. That's the world of addiction. People are tolerant to death as much as they are tolerant to a substance until they lose someone that matters in their world, and then grief hits home. 
And so I have people saying to me, now I get it, right? Three days of bereavement, woohoo. So another thing that I recognized and started to realize is that the world has more compassion for new fathers. And please do not think that I am knocking new fathers or new new moms. I am thrilled that the world understands that new moms need all the support they can. But we have fathers getting paternity leave. We have fathers who are getting 30, 60, 90 days paid paternity leave to stay home with their wives who have just had a child and need their support. Listen to that. Does, you know, digest that. A two-parent home with a working father is now given 90 days paid paternity leave. And I'm thrilled. I am cheering this on. I am all for it. But understand what I'm saying here. People who have gone through a traumatic loss are given three days paid bereavement. Why are we not given 90? If we are given giving new moms 90 days paid support to their spouses because they need it, recognize that people who have suffered a loss need that support too. They, new moms, are going through sleepless nights, right? They are going through complete and utter chaos, right? They are exhausted, right? They have another mouth to feed. They're going through, I don't have a child, but they're going through all of that, right? I watched my nieces. I helped my brother. My sister-in-law was back to work. My brother was working. Family helped, hers and ours. Why? Do people going through a loss get less? Explain that to me. Help me understand. I am not saying moms, new moms, don't need that. They absolutely do. But what about moms who suffer a loss? Don't they need that as much, maybe more? It's not a comparison. But... If we are giving paternity leave and the world is understanding the need for that and corporations and companies are adding this, moms get maternity leave, now dads get paternity leave. Why are we not getting bereavement leave of all shapes and sizes? Why are mother-in-laws and grandmothers and grandfathers and best friends for those of us who don't have children's or aunts and uncles. Why don't we have that? Why don't we talk about it? We need it. People going through grief are isolated. Somebody asked me the definition of grief. I'm updating my website. And they asked me, what is grief? And, and that's difficult to describe. Grief is love, 
right? Grief is so many things. But one of the things that grief is, is grief is your word world falling apart when no one else's life changes. So why do we give all of these other people support and they need it? Again, I'm not knocking that. Please hear me. Please hear me. And understand, I don't want comments or feedback that I'm against any of this. I'm all for it, but I'm jumping up and down and shouting from the rooftops and raising my hand and saying, "Yoo-hoo, hello, what about us over here? What about the invisible? What about those of us who are left when everybody else goes back to work, when everybody else goes back to their life and we are left here struggling? When we are left here not knowing what to do, when we have to Google it, when we have to find support on our own. Right now, I'm asking everybody and their mother, sister, brother, and best friend's uncle to vote for Grief Hab in the best of Northern Colorado 2023 so that more people know it exists so that they can get support today, not next month or next year when they've already been searching but that they can get support today when they need it now because people cannot find the help that they need. We can't find the support that they what we need. Not only that, most of the groups out there are for any and everyone. And there are people who want women's groups only. There are people who don't want to be around men. There are people who don't want to be hit on or just want to talk about things with women only. There are people who want widows only. They don't want to hear about other losses. They want to connect with people who are going through things that they can relate to. Moreover, there are people who want those things in person so they can meet other people and socialize and connect and make new friends. Because friends and family, we love you, but we need more people who get it help us. We need this support available. And if the world isn't going to create budgets and grants and provide these services for us, maybe companies can allow our friends and family to take time off and be here for us because we need you. And maybe you will be able to be there for us and help us find the support we need while I'm screaming and helping asking people to help me get grief hab out there so that it will be big enough so that it's everywhere and people can get that support, right? Three days of bereavement, woohoo. That applies to any loss, whether someone's lost a child, a pet, a spouse, a brother, a sister, it's not enough. I have a client who has a colleague who's taking time off. I think it's two weeks for the it's not even the year anniversary again the world believes that after a year we are magically fixed and we can go back to life and function better and things go back to the way they were and we can do all things again doesn't work that way the second year is harder for most there are some things people might not ever do again or some things that just take longer. 
there is no magic thing that happens after one year. So again, this client of mine's colleague, it's the second or third year anniversary of a sibling's death. And she is taking two weeks off to go to a family remembrance reunion, whatever it is, to get together in a favorite place to just be with each other and do the things they love and do just be together, right? It's years down the road and people still struggle. That is real life. Grief never ends, period. Three days bereavement, woohoo. If you are listening, if you are in human resources at a company, please help me have the conversations. Please bring in the consultants to talk to your companies to get the things done to make the changes so people can have more time off. Bring in the speakers and consultants to make the changes before, right? Because somebody in your company will have a loss today, tomorrow, next week, or next year. What can your company do to make it a better, safer place when they come back to work? I promise you there are adjustments and accommodations that you need to make. You do. Ab absolutely every single school and company in the world needs to make changes and people don't feel safe asking for them. They call me from their cars and from the bathrooms crying, or they come home from work, or they say they have a headache or a stomachache or a family emergency, and they leave, or they don't come in, and they call me, and I call you on their behalf, and you make adjustments and accommodations for one person. That's, that's wonderful for that one person. That isn't enough for the world as a whole, because we are all going to go through losses. Eventually, we are all going to need accommodations and adjustments because let me tell you what, all of our sleep will be affected in different ways. All of our learning and ability to perform will be affected in different ways. So I'm going to need adjustments that are going to be different than you. And Tom and Jennifer and Bob, Dick, Harry will need different adjustments. So what can you do to make it easier for your colleagues and employees to come to you and say, I lost my so-and-so, I'm struggling, I need this much time off, and when I come back, I might need to work from 2 to 4 a.m. because I'm not sleeping and that's when I get more done. And instead of turning things in every morning, I'd like to turn them in every night. And instead of working three hours straight, I need to work in 20-hour increments because I can't sit still anymore. Everybody's way of returning to work looks different, and we all will need adjustments. That's the reality. Grief changes the way we function. We all will get back to functioning better, but we all might not function the way we did before. And that is what grief looks like. And grief never ends. If you own your own company, what can you do before someone is struggling 
so that when they are, they can come to you without being petrified of losing their job. This is the world we live in. Grief brings on anxiety and depression. It doesn't mean that someone will be clinically depressed and anxious for life, but grief absolutely brings on anxiety and depression. That is what grief looks like. And grief never ends. What can you do to make your school or company a better place when someone goes through this? Because they will. And it might be you. And it might be your best friend. And it might be your sister, brother, or daughter, or husband, aunt, or uncle. This is the world we live in. And we live in a world that doesn't talk about it. And people come to me petrified of being fired or of getting written up, or of having their pay cut, or of just being judged, or of breaking down and being looked at differently. And you know what? We are different, and that's good, because loss changes us, and that makes us human. And when you go through it, you'll understand Losing Jim has changed me because he's the love of my life and he always will be. And grief, my grief is a, a testament to our love and how magical it is. And I don't want anyone out there to not know that. Our love story is beautiful. And to anyone listening, please ask me about it. I love sharing our story. If you think that asking me about it will upset me, ask, not asking me about it is what upsets me. Asking questions is how we learn what each person needs. And my grief is different than someone else's. There is someone out there that might feel worse talking about who they've lost. And how you learn is by asking. And asking is not impolite. Asking is how we learn and how we know. And kids run around and ask questions because they don't know any better. And it's beautiful. It's how we learn. And when we grow up and we are told that it's impolite or how dare you, that's the world shaping us and changing us and find the child in you. Ask questions and find out what each person's loss looks like and what each person needs and doesn't need. But asking questions is how we learn. And your company can ask me questions. You can ask other psychologists and other experts in the lost grief mental health field. But we need to be having these conversations. Three days of bereavement is a joke. It is an absolute joke, and we do more for so many other things in this world, and that's beautiful, and we need to do more for those suffering with loss and anxiety connected to it. So thank you so much for listening. Please, please, if you haven't already, vote for Samantha Ruth Grief Hab in the Best of Northern Colorado 2023 so that people know that you can get support today. Absolutely today, right this minute. And if you're reaching out right now, I will get back to you the first free minute I have. And my clients know that you will absolutely hear from me promptly. I'm not like one of those other 
companies that will not get back to you. Grief Hub is different. I will respond. I will always respond. So thank you so much for being a part of this community. Please share it with someone who needs to connect with people who get it. And thank you again. Until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.